I'm Kenya Alonzo with Generation Justice, and I'm speaking with Aaron Shields, the National Field Organizer for Internet Rights at the Center for Media Justice. Aaron, welcome to Generation Justice. Thank you for having me. Will you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about the work that you do at CMJ? Sure. Uh, my name's Erin Shields. I'm based out in Washington, D.C., but I've lived all over the country. CMJ is a national human civil rights organization that fights for media access. Uh, particularly what I focus on is uh, Internet rights. Uh, so that means that making sure our communities have access to a free and open Internet. So what that looks like in action is me taking delegations of folks to Congress from MAGNET, which is Media Action Grassroots Network, um, from other places across the country to meet with legislators and decision makers and make sure that they understand that a free and open Internet is critical to the survival and our communities thriving um, in this digital age. And really to drive home the point that our communities have fought for so long to have our voices heard and to be able to tell our own stories in ways that are meaningful and impactful to us and our communities and that we can't go back and a repeal of net neutrality is a step backwards in that fight. Thank you, Erin. Can you break down the actions that groups like CMJ are taking regarding net neutrality? So over the past year, Center for Media Justice has been either leading or supporting a number of days of action, of Hill visits, and also Hill briefings and actions in the field. Some recent uh, actions that we've been taking earlier in September, we supported a, a welcome party for Chairman Pai at a uh, event that he was hosting in downtown San Francisco. And I'm saying welcome party a little sarcastically here because Chairman Pai, who is the chairman of the Federal Communications Committee, his quote unquote priority has been bridging the digital divide. So connecting people who don't have access, broadband access, technology access to those things. There were about a hundred of us outside who said you can't actually bridge the digital divide without net neutrality. And it was really important for us as people of color to be leading that action and to say, you know, just because Chairman Pai is a person of color doesn't mean that he's actually representing our community's needs. Other things that we've led have been Hill visits, where we brought some of our MADNET groups down to Washington, D.C. to participate in Hill meetings with tri-caucus members of the Congressional Black Caucus, Congressional Hispanic Caucus, and the Asian Pacific American Caucus to really push these lawmakers to say that people of color use the internet to access education, to access jobs, to organize with one another around issues, and that they should be out front as people of color speaking to the ways that a net neutrality repeal would harm our communities. And then most recently, we hosted a briefing on Capitol Hill doing just that again. Thank you, Erin. Following mm -hmm. that question, what can community members be doing in this moment? Yeah, so we're actually uh, pushing folks around the country to make calls to their federal lawmakers. Federal lawmakers have 
influence over what FCC commissioners do and don't do, especially if they are able to come out publicly in support of the 2015 open internet rules, which basically gives us what we consider today net neutrality, no blocking, no throttling, no paid prioritization. And so we're asking people, particularly people who are far away from DC to really pick up the phone, host a phone banking party to really just like call your federal representatives and ask them to speak publicly about this issue and to ask if they, if this is something that's on their radar. I want to plug this tool called battle for the net. So folks can go to www.battleforthenet.com and enter your phone number. Um, and it helps connect you with your congressional lawmaker directly so that you can go ahead and make a call to them and ask those direct questions. I think also talking to your local media and your friends and family. I think a lot of people feel like net neutrality is in some other realm. It's in a realm of, you know, tech companies and large ISPs. But really, this is something um, that's going to affect us all. Your voice is really important on this matter. And it's important to be organizing your family members, any communities that you are a part of, to really come out and pressure uh, your representatives to be speaking publicly about this issue in support of net neutrality. Thank you. And to follow up with that, what is the time frame for us to take action? Uh, November 22nd, we anticipate that the FCC will release an order. So an order will be released that says we are preparing to repeal net neutrality. You can petition the FCC directly, so like put calls into them directly until I want to say December 7th. Uh, After that, there are some uh, regulatory rules that don't allow you to do direct lobbying. The actual vote takes place on what we anticipate will be December 14th. And so the timeline that we're really working with is between now, today, and December 14th in terms of influencing anything pre-vote. What we need people to do today is to really move to take action. If net neutrality is repealed, what can be done then? How can we continue the fight? So what happens if net neutrality is repealed, and it likely will be because the FCC is stacked three to two, so three commissioners um, for the repeal and two commissioners opposing the repeal, what will likely happen is that there'll be a lawsuit and then our focus will shift to uh, Capitol Hill and to pushing lawmakers to understand that we have uh, a good shot at winning, right, in court. And so what we don't want is federal lawmakers putting together a really bad bill and then codifying it into law. That's something that we're against, right? Um, And so our work will shift to bringing people to Capitol Hill to talk about what actual good legislation would look like, and that is nothing less than the 2015 Open Internet Rules, and to delay all attempts at legislation until the courts have worked this out. We're concerned that if this moves to Congress, that very powerful ISPs will be in the room when those laws are being written. We're asking uh, legislators to push back hard and to hold the line on that and to really say, hey, this is being figured out in court. We can talk about legislation after that is decided, 
But for now, we really need to keep this in the domain of the FCC. Thank you again. Is there anything else you would like to add? I would just like to add this fight is so critical to the ways that we we are able to organize our people. And I'm saying this from personal experience. Outside of my role as an internet rights organizer, I'm a racial justice organizer here in Washington, D.C., fighting against police repression and surveillance here in the district. And the ways that we primarily organize our people is through the internet, especially because our focus is young black people here in the city. And a lot of us are communicating um, with our phones through the internet, over some of these social media platforms, Twitter and Facebook. I'm just thinking about some of the, the movements that we've seen over the past few years from Black Lives Matter to the DACA fight to Standing Rock to the battle for health care. All of that is powered by the internet. And then outside of the realm of social media, so many of our folks are connecting to education, to jobs, to each other, sharing ideas through the internet. It is so critical that we all take this fight up, not in competition with other things that we're focused on, but as the foundation of the things that we're focused on. Net neutrality and the internet powers a lot of these movements. When you're talking about your issues, what you care about, I think it's always relevant to include a plug on net neutrality and to say that it is not a battle between companies. It's actually a battle of whose voice is able to be heard and amplified. Thank you so much, Erin. I just really want to say thank you for all the work that you've done and all the work that CMJ is doing. I think it's so important that we get this news out and Again, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to talk to us here at Generation Justice. Thank you for having me. Um, very excited by the work that Generation Justice is doing and so excited that I was able to talk to you all today. For Generation Justice, I'm Kenya Alonzo.